everybody survived the winter freeze. I know almost everyone was actually impacted by that. So bless your hearts, honey. And I mean that in a good way. It was very difficult over here. But my son and I did the best we could. And we did pretty well. We kept everyone living. And uh, no pipes broke as of yet this winter. So that's a win in an old country house. And now, because we live in Alabama, where the weather is uh, insane, we are now dealing with flooding. My rabbit's roof has flown off in the wind and is destroyed by the wind and the rain. And I'm going back to ground zero and trying to protect them from the elements and just wrapping their individual cages. Pretty much, I think this winter has been more a case of survive. (laughs) You know, it's a survival show over here. And I'm doing it. And uh, because all of my energy is going into just getting through, you know, I'm not ready yet to prepare for next winter. However, I'm taking notes. And I think that's what we ought to do when we're going through any kind of crisis is kind of take mental notes, maybe sticky notes, and come back to it later and say, okay, how can I prepare better for Uh, well, for a lack of a better way to put it, a storm, a crisis. And I know I'm going to have to figure that out before the next winter hits. Didn't have time this year, but I do have plenty of time to think it out for next year. And there's a lot of good in that. There's a lot of, I guess, um, healing in that to see what I'm made of. And it's been a long time since I've been able to see what I'm made of. And turns out it's pretty damn fine stock. Haven't gone through anything like this in 27 years. Not quite like this. And uh, turns out I'm still made of the same thing. I mean, except for my back, (laughs) which is not great. But otherwise, pretty good at handling storms. But handling the storm is not going to be enough for me. I'm going to want to come out strong. And so that's where that reflection comes in and That's what I'm doing. And that's what I wanted to talk to y'all about today. It is my contention that pulling back into myself and taking time to really assess everything about my life and heal and go dormant, especially as a witch, I think that that has done the best for me. I think that railing and screaming and crying, while I think normal, extraordinarily normal, in any situation that is very traumatic, it's not necessarily the way to come out of it. (laughs) And uh, trying to find the calm and the center within ourselves and I guess reassess our value in a crisis like that, I think that can only be done if we're slightly dormant and have taken time away. I mean, I I know it feels antithetical to everything, you know, instead of rushing at a problem and attempting to solve it right away and leaning into it as hard as we can. 
for me and my craft, the, the this is a very new thing. I, I don't usually do this. In fact, I don't know that I've ever done what I'm doing right now. Um, I usually go full tilt boogie in a situation. But this is the only time I've gone silent and quiet or attempted to and found the calm in the storm inside of me. And what that's done so far for my craft is it's let it have time to, well, heal. You know, I hate to use an analogy, but it's the only way I know how to tell a story. So a long time ago, when I was about 30-something, I started working out and I spent a lot of time doing that. It was wonderful for my body, wonderful for my heart. By the way, I am beginning that again and it's helping quite a lot. But doing so, I had to learn certain things. And one of the things I learned was that as we're building muscle, so if we do a lot of heavy reps one day, there has to be the down period. And what this meant for me was that when I was trying to build a little muscle and just a little for strength, you know, I would give it heavy, heavy attention. And then I would take another day off and just stretch and rest and do balancing exercises. And what that did was it gave time for my muscles to throw out that lactic acid they're going to throw out (laughs) that makes you sore. But it was in the building up and then resting and then going back at it that gave me the best strength. And uh, this is actually known in you know workout circles as the repair phase. And if we don't have that time for the muscles to do that repair, they can't get stronger. But if we do that, then afterward, our next workout won't be as hard and we can move even further ahead. And so I think that that actually matters quite a bit to healing. And I think the mistake I've made in the past is just going at it really hard and not allowing myself to have that repair phase or conversely, not doing anything at all and lying around and atrophying. And I think that this is a wonderful analogy for healing through trauma. But I also think that this is a strong idea to utilize when trying to heal our craft. Now, I don't know about y'all, but as a witch, when something really horrible happens, my craft is also injured. I'm just not going to pull the egotistical bullshit of, oh, look at me. I'm such a wonderful, strong witch that I can cast my way out of this. That's an impossibility for me because I'm so connected to my body, to the land, and those are all good things to be. But when I all of a sudden am crippled in one of those areas, it does impact the rest of me. The magical side of me brings me around to the topic I really wanted to focus on today, which is which shame I'll tell y'all what, last week, my coven member Shannon and I recorded a wonderful hour-long episode about this, about going through grief. She was going through grief. I'm going through grief. Different kinds. Doesn't matter. It's grief. And uh, we spoke to this idea of which shame. And we did a great job. (laughs) We really did. Except that the headphones were off on her end and the microphone and whatever. 
we did all that work and it didn't come out and I can't release it. It's the content's great. The quality is horrible. I'm not going to do it. But at our last coven meet last Tuesday, we talked about the fact that maybe we weren't supposed to. We were so raw in that episode and in so much pain in that episode. Maybe we needed to consider that at the end of the day, that was for us, not for public consumption. But the idea of the whole shame as a witch did not leave me. And I still want to discuss it. And what I mean by that is when something horrible comes to you, happens to you, and either you didn't see it coming or you knew something was wrong but weren't able to diagnose it correctly and didn't stop it, didn't slow it down, weren't prepared, whatever. At the end of the day, some of us are going to then internalize a lot of shame as a witch that we were not skilled enough, didn't have enough prowess, were not talented enough, even go through like imposter syndrome about it because if we were doing wonderful work as a witch and we were this thing, why didn't we, you know, get in the way of it or prepare for impact? And it took me a while to come up with an idea that might be the answer to that. Because I was seeing nine one one, if you will, <laughs> uh, messages everywhere, but I didn't know what location it was coming from and focused on other things. I focused on making more money. I focused on protecting my children more. Um, you know, I totally missed the mark. So what did I ascertain finally was one of the causes, one of them, because there were many. What was one of those causes that kept me blinded? And I'm going to tell you, if someone else or something else is purposely working to keep you blind so that you don't see it coming, that can get in your way. Bat children, that can get in your way. Um, last Tuesday at Covenmate, I told the story about one of my animals that hid that they were sick from me. And that has happened to me more than one time. Um, one of my other Coven members immediately resonated with that, that their little puppers was hiding it, dancing around, acting totally normal next day, done. And that has happened to me with uh, a beautiful cat that I loved named Bo. It's also happened to me with a dog or two, but sometimes an animal doesn't want you to hurt. So, you know, their intentions are not malicious or manipulative and they're not intentionally trying to harm you. But it's my belief that often animals, but sometimes children, will hide how hurt they are because they don't want to hurt you. If they love you, they want to be strong for you. And that is one way you can be completely blindsided, right? Because we're still human and we still have jobs and we still have stress. In my case, that was a very big part of why I missed something coming on because I was so dedicated to get her done and put my nose to the grindstone and if I were going to have picked up on anything, it would have been probably attributed in my mind to that, to all of the stress and everything going on in the month of October. And, and I can beat myself up all fucking day. But at the end of the day, y'all, 
a force was hiding it from me quite on purpose. And, uh, you know, it's the perfect storm, isn't it? Now, in the other case, if your animal suddenly has a limped paw or is whining and trying to show you, hey, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm in deep shit. Well, you know, we're on it, right? We're on it. And we deal with it immediately. So I think the shame there is misplaced. I really do. Unless all we do all day long is read tarot cards and watch out, you know, for boogeymen behind every goddamn door, we're definitely going to miss something that is purposely being hidden away for whatever reason. And how does that manifest? Well, the way it manifested in me and the way that my lovely student Shannon and friend Uh, The way it manifested in her is a little bit of the feeling of, oh, I'm not connected enough to my goddess, you know, for instance, or I wasn't doing enough intuition work, interpretive work, divination, or obviously I'm full of shit. We're getting to the imposter syndrome and I literally have no skill at all. This is an easy rabbit hole. It really is. And I don't think I would ever suggest to anyone that they couldn't become stronger or more intuitive or more magical. I don't believe that. I think we can always become more. But I also think that when something like this blindsides us and the rug just gets pulled right out from under us, there's usually an extra reason. There's usually more than just that one. There's usually like a system of confusion or veiling that has happened in my case veiling that we fell into in that perfect storm if we were stressed out or sick I was both of those things I don't know if y'all remember how sick I was back in October busy trying to lift off a new project anything like that and you get this beautiful well not so beautiful clusterfuck or as I like to call it a cluster cluck so that's what we're going to call it And the sad thing about which shame is that it becomes like a snake eating its own tail. So you didn't see it coming and you weren't prepared and the thing happened. It makes you feel like less of a witch. It makes you feel like less of a practitioner, which furthers you away from your craft, furthers you away from whoever you worship. And you see how that can eat its own tail pretty quickly, right? Then you don't feel powerful enough or worthy enough to cast your way out of it or reconnect. You begin to doubt everything. And before you know it, well, cluster cluck. You see where I'm going? The other additional thing I wanted to to speak to today is that it often also means that you don't reach out. Because reaching out in the witch world often is equivalent to failure. Uh Uh-huh. Don't lie. Y'all know what I'm saying. And if you're publishing books or doing a podcast and you haven't been authentic enough with your people and uh, they put you on some kind of a pedestal, now we're really getting into shaky territory because you really cannot tell them what happened. Am I starting to make sense? But there's one thing I'm really grateful for is that when I started this podcast, I didn't lie. And 
I kind of gutted up everything. I figured y'all were never going to see my face anyhow. So I just went, I'm only going to tell the truth here. So I might as well just bloody do it. You know, and I mean, bloody do it. And uh, it worked. It worked until I found myself um, in the darkest <laughs> abyss. They, uh, holy shit, like dropped off a cliff suddenly without a warning. And I instantly went into witch shame. I avoided y'all. I avoided, well, not completely. Uh, my Patreon followers, I did lean on them a little. I did talk to them a little. I did reach out to them a little. But at the end of the day, there's, it's shameful, I thought. It's obviously, I suck as a witch. And why would anybody listen to me after this has happened? Obviously, I thought, I'm a failure. And that wasn't true. Because when I started to think about it from the other position and what I would try to tell a student or another person, I would never blame them for that. I would never say, well, then you, you're not worth a shit. It would be equivalent to me of, let's say, a veterinarian who sees diseases and problems and health issues and age and all that in other people's pets and was able to save so many of them. And then their pet hid from them that they were ill and they missed that and went, well, I suck and I'm out. I can't be a vet anymore because obviously I shouldn't be. I'm, I'm not qualified. I'm not perfect. And I'd love to say that all of that is just in my head. But the truth is the witch community does sort of raise an eyebrow. Oh, well. <laughs> Nothing we can do about that. So what can we do about that feeling of shame? What can we do if you've ever felt it? Or what can we do about feeling so disconnected from our craft? And I'm going to go back to the idea of dormancy. Because if we're going to be authentic witches, we need to show other witches what real witchcraft looks like. There cannot be all this hype. I don't give a shit if you're trying to publish a book. I don't give a shit if you're an influencer, if you're not being authentic and you're not telling the world, hey, y'all, I fell off this bike. It's horrible. And I'm in a situation and I'm going to go heal. I'm going to work on myself and I'm going to try to be a better person. And I'm going to try to reconnect my magic back to the source, which inevitably is ourselves, by the way. And that's the really big cluster cluck that we don't realize half the time. It's actually inside of us, not outside of us. We're not Christians. Remember that we are different. We are magical. So allowing myself to go dormant meant that I could, you know, not just lick my wounds because there's a certain amount of self-pity we've got to go through too. You know, the same amount of love or empathy you would give to another human being, you do need to give it to yourself. But after that, It's more about attuning back to who we were or attuning, this is an even better one, back to who we want to be. And finding that again meant a lot to me. So what I did was I started this little exercise. Instead of beating myself up about what I missed and what I would have done better if I'd known it was coming, 
and how I could have helped to avoid this, I, I'm sorry, I had to accept that it had happened. I didn't want to. I wanted to revise history. I wanted to have been given a chance to have done any work I needed to do, but I wasn't allowed any of that. So acceptance had to hit. And this is not the exact same as like grief acceptance. It's a different kind of acceptance. It's self-acceptance. As a witch, I had to allow myself to have missed all the signs. And so I started keeping a little journal. And that journal had a lot to do with watching out for times of high stress or heavy work And ensuring in the future, because it still matters, it's still all my other relationships matter so much to me, including the one I have with my goddess, ensuring there was downtime, creating downtime from high stress situations. So I have a deadline and I work on it night and day and I don't stop. I might get that deadline done. I might actually submit that writing in time because I used to write for magazines, um, haven't been able to do it since November. It's a very creative thing in my head. And it's hard to be creative when (laughs) you've got a pile of crap in your head. But I'm making mental notes to myself. And I think this also has to do with shadow work and saying, you know, for future me, in those situations, I must walk away from that work for some amount of time. I have to. And not because I want to be sure that that work ends up okay, but to be sure that everything else around me is okay, including me. Stabilizing my situation and high stress times and not expecting other people to do it for me. And so what would that look like? All right, let's do a scenario. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I get on a kick and I've got uh, something I've got to write or something I've got to get done very top A, and I will focus everything upon that. During that time, one of the most critical losses I incur is the connection to my craft and the connection to my great mother. I cannot imagine how my goddess would be expected to support me through a thing if I'm not talking to her. (laughs) Right? Witches, duh. So I'm not listening either. I'm not hearing. I'm not getting peaceful, getting still, and listening. All right, well, there's one thing I've learned. So if I've got that kind of deadline and I'm just crippling myself to go along, I have to stop. I have to. I have to go out there in the woods and set up my table and forcibly you know, kick my witch ass to the woods. I can't ignore that and then something pull the rug out from underneath me and then scream out, where did you go? Why didn't you warn me? That's one thing. So that's me taking on what is mine to take on, okay? And the other thing is I have to forgive myself for fucking up. Let me tell you all another story right quick. I think it's long enough away and far enough away I can finally maybe speak to it. But I had a friend one time, a very dear friend. I loved her very much. And I really hate that our relationship got, well, untenable. It doesn't mean I don't still care about her from afar, but it's over. 
And uh, she was devout. Oh, she was devout. Hecate was her um, her goddess, and and she had a beautiful altar. And there was something she wanted. There was a man in particular she wanted, and she cast day and night. She offered multiple sacrifices. Um, you know everything within her power, and bargained and pleaded and all of that. And when it did not work out, the pain and the grief and possibly a little bit of witch shame, because I think that you need, not need, must already be going through it a little bit to do what she did. I've done it too, so I know. She took down that altar. Now, as far as I know, and I was very close with her at the time, she didn't go stand outside and scream, I denounce you. You know, it was way, way, way more lackluster. Anticlimactic, if you will. It was a giving up. Uh, packed everything into a box, walked away from her magic, walked away from her goddess, walked away from all of the things she'd learned and all of her growth. And things after that just got worse. You know, they got a lot worse. No lessons had been learned. No repair was done. And I've always looked at that situation and thought, I'd never do that. Well, I got close, y'all. <laughs> I got real close this past Yule and that winter by myself. Whew, I got real close. It's like when you can't re- reach out and kick someone for what's happened. I mean, quite honestly, the person who sh- should be kicked uh, deserves to be kicked. Often we'll kick ourselves. And the best way to do it is the one we're closest to, just like children will lash out at their mom or dad. And I lashed out and stopped. Well, I stopped listening. Part of me was resentful at myself and part of me was resentful at my goddess. But when I killed that contact, things started happening to me the way that they happened to my friend. I didn't feel any energy anymore. And I need energy to repair. I didn't feel connected. I needed that connection to know what to do next, and I wasn't listening, not even a little bit, so I couldn't hear them, which of course only led to more witch shame. At the end of the day, everything I did was normal, but here's the issue. I'm not normal. I'm not like everybody. I'm a witch, (laughs) and if I don't stay connected, I wither and die. So now I'm in the very beginnings of facing down the shame of missing the signs. Telling myself the truth of why I missed all those signs. Because there were signs and I wasn't logging them correctly. I was too focused on something else. And building in safety measures in the future to my life, to my relationships, where I have that dormant time, where I have downtime to look around and consider my world. I don't know if that matters to anyone. Probably not. It wouldn't have mattered to me if I'd heard it two months ago. It wouldn't have. I was still in the throes of, well, y'all know what I was in the throes of. I don't necessarily think that while we're repairing ourselves either, that we ought to be pushing for too much weight at once. And yes, it might mean further loss. Like for my Patreon, I was so hyper-focused on, oh my God, I cannot walk away from them. I need them. I can't walk away. 
but I wasn't ready. And they kept on writing underneath the little videos I would post of me out in the woods and say, hey, hey, we're not paying you for content. (laughs) That was like in my head. You're paying me for content. No, we're not. We're supporting you. And it's not going to go away because you basically got in the car wreck of your life. We're still here. Chill. They were willing to let me rest and I wasn't allowing myself to rest and trusting that they would still be there. So I told y'all I was going to give you the anatomy of grief and that is what I'm trying to do. The journey of a witch who is going through the grief of their life. This is very hard. I disagree with everything that has been chosen. I mean, 100% disagree with these choices. But I can't control them. I also cannot let it reflect upon me. I cannot do the witch blame thing because that leads to the shame. And at the end of the day, I know what I'm made of. I know what I was willing to do. I know who I am and what I would still do. And uh, while not perfect, I also know I'm still magical. So that's where I am. A little stronger every day. Still heartbroken, you know, and people say, don't say you're heartbroken. Don't use the word broken. Fuck y'all, man. Look, (laughs) it's broken. (laughs) It's broken. Slap the hell in half. It doesn't mean I can't suture it and it doesn't mean I won't move on. But no, that makes y'all feel better to say that. It makes you feel better to say that you're not broken. You're strong. Yeah, suck a lollipop. Dude, I'm broken. <laughs> and I at least accept that. And I'm working to repair. This is where I am as a witch. And authenticity doesn't just matter to other witches when you're speaking to them. It really matters when you're talking to yourself. And if I lie to myself right now, it will not help me become the witch I want to be. It will not help my magic to lie to myself and tell myself I'm fine. Hell no, I'm not. But I might be repairable. And to me, there's nothing sexier in the craft than the idea that you can repair things. See, there's this person that was very close to me that really loved building new things. That was their favorite thing to do. It's always a fresh start, right? You can just run out there and build you any old thing. And it's exciting and new and possible. And there's nothing to cling on to it that you got to work through. It's just always a fresh slate, right? The same person I'm talking to you about, a friend of mine, absolutely abhorred the idea of repairing anything. So if something went wrong and let's say, a home, um, a rotten window, or a floor that had fallen in, anything like that, their reaction was avoidance. 100% no, no, no. Because fixing things, repairing things, is so much damn harder. I'll give it to that person, and I'll give it to any of y'all and myself. So much harder than just jumping ship and starting over on a project. A fresh build does not have to consider foundations. 
A fresh build does not have to consider, well, what's rotten and needs to be pulled out. A fresh build doesn't have to look at taking out rotted wood and all the mental gymnastics of how to restructure that. A fresh build is just that. It's just all a possibility without ever looking back. So I get it. I get reparations and repairing things is way harder in our craft and ourselves and our relationships and our homes. It's way harder. But in my estimation, it is worth doing. You learn so much from doing that. You learn so much from digging in and looking back at, oh, look, this carpenter, for instance, didn't use the right materials. These materials are not sturdy. That just happened today for me. In fact, um, a really good friend of mine and a pagan came over in my broken kitchen. I do mean broken and did all fresh plumbing in that empty room that's on mud so that I can maybe find somebody who'll come over and do a floor over it. The first day he came over, he was trying to deal with one of these old lines and The person that put this line in did not put the correct material. It was a PVC that was not meant for hot water. It would withstand it for a little while, but there was no way it wasn't going to eventually crack and then break and then take the whole house down. And he found it and he wanted to skip it because, you know, like anybody else, let's just get this project done and move forward. But then he got worried about it. And when he did, he decided to cut part of that put in brand new line, but he was looking back at what it was connected to. And he was like, no, 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 we need better connections here so that this can be built correctly. And then also be sturdy and withstand, you know, scalding hot water. This is what I'm speaking to. When we're repairing ourselves, it's very easy. I think, especially as witches to either give completely up and start fresh with something else, whether that mean knock down our altars and just go forth in life without our path or whether that mean ignore the past and jump forward grass is always greener on the other side right y'all but doing the real shadow work (laughs) people talk about it all the time and I want to do that what is it enigmatoria you keep saying this word but I do not think it means what you what is that don't think it means what you think it means y'all know what I'm talking about But real shadow work does not ignore the past. It cannot. It understands that the tendons and the the connective tissue is still there. And that to cut it off means to never deal with it. And therefore could rot the base of any fresh thing we do. So real shadow work is necessary when we feel broken or when we are broken okay so we're broken let's go back to the foundations let's trace all the lines let's repair what we can and move forward with those lessons and that's exactly what I'm doing I'm not jumping shit I'm living in a house at this point rightly haunted it's full of ghosts baby but I can't run and I won't run Those ghosts can be around every single corner 
But I know that the only way forward that's healthy and the only way forward that I will be the witch I want to be is to deal with every damn one. And it's a bloody fucking battle, y'all. But that's really like the only way out. The only way to build anything new. So I don't know if any of that makes any sense to you. But that's where I am. And that's where I'm going to continue to work. And I'm going to keep talking to y'all about what it feels like to go through trauma as a witch. Until, I guess until I don't feel like talking about it anymore. And that's okay. Because I told you I was just sounding my barbaric yawp across the rooftops like Walt Whitman. I told y'all that in 2019. And this right now. Well, the yawp's not that barbaric, but at least it's uh, the truth. So to recap, when you were feeling shame as a witch, because you didn't see something coming, and you were not capable of stopping it, and you were not capable of changing it, ask yourself, was there any possibility that another force was attempting to hide it from you? And then ask yourself, were you really busy or really stressed or really sick or going through a thing wherein you might not have noticed it anyway? And then if you could, give yourself a break. Seriously. No one said it was going to be hocus pocus, honey. Real witches. Well, we make mistakes. I went out there today and I looked at my dandelions pushing up and going, woohoo, you know. (laughs) Today got up to 60. I think I'm going to break dormancy. I'm going to come out and I'm going to be, and there's a freeze coming. All of nature will occasionally miss a thing. Focusing on that keeps you from focusing on all the other times that you were right and that you were tuned in and that you listened. And if you only focus, on the time that you, well, mucked it up, you're taking away from all of the other things. You're taking away from your own magic. So stop kicking your own ass. And for crying out loud, as witches, could we all stop pretending we're all that? Because that's not authentic crafting. That's not authentic witchcraft. It's bullshit. And other people can't live up to that. So it's, it's just, it's just going to fall apart because it doesn't tell the truth. It doesn't tell the truth about the foundation. So I'd love to hear from y'all about this idea of which shame, if you've gone through it, specifically would love to hear from other podcasters or authors about it, because I think it's important. If we want to change things, we have to model it. Jump on here with me and let's tell the truth. Cool. All right. I've still got a great papers today and I'm I'm still sad today. I'm sad. So I've got a lot I've got to get through before the night falls on me. And I love y'all like chicken. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Blessed be. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the deep south. <laughs>